Good evening. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Leap Spirits. Not only uh, did September bring the start of football season, but for fans of Leap Spirits and the Green Bay Packers, um, there's also another reason to celebrate, and that's Packers legend and Leap Spirits co-founder Leroy Butler being an NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah, and Dane, to commemorate this special occasion and gear up for football season, Leap Spirits created a Hall of Fame limited edition bottle featuring Leroy. This special edition bottle comes with the great, same great recipe distilled from Midwest Corn incorporating a proprietary coconut filtering process that provides vibrant fragrance and flavor. Not only is it a must-have in any Packers fan's home bars as we gear up for football season, when it's gone, the bottle will make the perfect addition to your memorabilia collection. Wags. I'll tell you what, Leap Vodka has been recognized for excellence by industry experts from coast to coast and was recently awarded Wisconsin's Vodka of the Year. So to find Leap Vodka and Leap and Lemonade in retail store or restaurant anywhere in Wisconsin, visit LeapSpirits.com and click on Find Leap Vodka. See show notes for details. I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack. No, I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will. Good evening. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. Here on a Thursday evening, we are set to preview. Week four showdown against the New England Patriots are coming to Lambeau. And Dane, how are you feeling this evening as we get set for week four already of the NFL season? Wags, where does the time go? Already talking about week four football. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Packers are two and one. And, um, you know, a little bit of more home cooking is never a bad thing. So excited for the Packers to, uh, you know, take on a New England team that's a little bit different than maybe the ones we're used to seeing growing up. Sure, uh, Bill Belichick's still there, but Tom Brady ain't there anymore. We saw that guy last week, took care of him. So now Belichick and the rest of this crew comes over to Lambeau Field. But I'm feeling really good tonight, Wags, and I'm I'm really optimistic, excited to talk a little Packer-Patriots matchup. And it's a matchup, Wags. I'm curious your take on the outset. I'm feeling pretty good right now going into this game. Um, Belichick is an all-time great but Matt LaFleur has won an awful lot of regular season games over the last few years, and I think the Packers are coming in with a little wind on their back after beating Tampa on the road last week. Yeah, uh, you certainly like to think so, carry some momentum forward. Um, hopefully this isn't a game where you're going against a non conference opponent, obviously non-divisional opponent as well, but uh, that just perhaps doesn't have your attention. You come home, you think, well... New England, they may be without their starting quarterback, Mac Jones. We're just going to roll, take care of business. Uh, but uh, certainly with the defense that they throw out there and with a probably, the I would say, the, the best coach of all time and Bill Belichick on the opposing sideline, uh, you're going to have to mind your P's and Q's and be ready to play a full 60-minute game, I think, on Sunday. So, um, Dane, we're going to get into this, uh, including offensive and defensive key matchups here but why don't we start with the injury report and just, I know there wasn't anything significant 
it, it didn't seem like. Obviously, Jair uh, Alexander missed uh, all of the game last week, uh, but was able to return in a limited fashion on Wednesday. Um, he did not practice today. So, um, Dane, what's your concern level if Jair's out? Do you, do you expect, I know it's early here Thursday night and we don't have the benefit of tomorrow's practice, but uh, is it truly a coin flip in your mind or are you kind of either way, the fact that Jair was able to come back, um, I'll be in a limited fashion yesterday on on Wednesday, uh, a good sign for whatever this injury is, is most likely not going to be long-term, even if he misses a week or even two uh, before he's out there on the field on Sunday. Yeah, my gut tells me that if it's week 17, we're playing the Vikings, trying to make the, you know, win the NFC North, Jair's playing. It's week four against a, a Patriots team that might be, uh, you know, without their starting quarterback. We might not see Jair this week, but I, I don't really have a lot of concern about it being a long-term injury, Wags. Now, that being said, these soft tissue injuries are always something to be a little bit nervous about. All the more reason, I personally don't think Jair goes... This Sunday, um, he, he was part of the, the jog through on Wednesday, didn't throw the pads back on when we got pads back on today. So that's an indicator to me that he's feeling okay. He's feeling good enough if he needed to press it, but it's too early in the year. You don't want to lose a stud like Jair Alexander because you push him back a little too early. So I think the Packers are going to be a little extra cautious this week and uh, we might not see him in green and gold on Sunday, but probably the following week in week five, I wouldn't be shocked if Jair's back. Yeah. And then of course the other a couple other guys to highlight here. Uh, David Bakhtiari didn't practice today, but it seems like this is quote unquote, the plan to give him days off uh, during the week. And basically every coach that stepped up to the podium for a press conference so far this week is already talking about uh, ramping him up, not guaranteeing that he's going to be ready to play the whole game. So we might still see a rotation uh, with David here for, you know, at least this week and kind of see where we're at moving forward. Uh, but there doesn't seem to be any indication that there was any issue setback whatsoever. So um, uh, David, as far as we're concerned, is is a definite go <laughs> here for Sunday, uh, which is an interesting thing because as, as early as a week ago, Dan, I think we were both wondering – when is this guy going to play? Uh, and all of a sudden he was out there last week and it definitely looks like he's going to be playing this week as well. Yeah, it happened fast. <laughs> a little faster than I had thought it was going to happen, but it, it happened fast and it's good to see. Um, wouldn't be surprised, Wags, if we continue to see um, a bit of a rotation this week with Yash and David Bakhtiari. It remains to be seen how long uh, that goes on for. Um, one that kind of popped out to me uh, on the other side, Alton Jenkins, missed practice on Wednesday, was a limited participant today. He's trending in the right direction, I think, the fact that he was able to be a limited participant today. So I don't hold any major concerns there. Wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, we, we see Alton back there at right tackle and then Bakhtiari and Yash rotating at left tackle this week yeah and that could be as much as just a guy coming off uh not playing a lot of football played two full games uh just give him an extra day of rest so we'll keep our eye on that i think certainly uh tomorrow and, and heading into the saturday uh to see if there's any anything to be concerned about there but uh, and then the other news christian watson uh back as a limited participant the last couple of days so he seems to be trending back in the right direction as well so um, with him, it's a hamstring, and so we'll see 
uh, if he's able to go on Sunday or if, or if it's going to be another week or two for him as well. But um, if he's able to get in a full practice tomorrow, I, I would expect that he'll be out there on Sunday. So uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. But um, I, I'm not. And I hope he's able to go, Wag. Sorry, sorry to cut him. But I, I mean, I, I really would like to see Christian Watson get back out there. You don't want to see a guy's rookie year kind of get marred by injuries and, you know, on and off the field. Um, I think he can put it together this year and, and have a real impact, but he's got to stay on the field. So I'm really hopeful that he's able to make a return here on Sunday at home. Yeah, and and we'll get into some of the matchups later, but he's a guy that you could really use his speed. Uh, that's a, a another component we talked about in the post game um, uh, recap of last week's game. Is we're missing that downfield threat, I think, and and you you and I both believe that Romeo Dobbs can give us that if if they'll give him the opportunity. Uh, but I think with Christian Watson, clearly he's the guy that can stretch the field against these defenses, and uh, with a, a defense like the Patriots, that would be a, a sorely needed uh, weapon. I think that would really just open some things up potentially. So, um, Dane on on the Patriots side, we I already mentioned uh, Mac Jones. Looks like he's trending to being out. I, I know Coach Belichick has been saying that uh, well, he's day-to-day. I, I don't really believe him. <laughs> um, I think uh, that's uh, some patented uh, Coach Belichick uh, press conference talk right there. Yes. Uh, but what are your uh, – do you have a different read on that? Because I, I don't think we're going to see Mac Jones on Sunday, and that's a pretty significant loss for this Patriots team because uh, they've struggled a bit offensively already on the season, and they're going to be without Mac. I think that's going to add another level of, of difficulty uh, from their perspective to try to come into Green Bay and be competitive and steal a win. Yeah, I saw the injury. He's not playing this week. I think that this is classic Bill Belichick. It does them no good or any benefit to mention that he's going to not be playing yet. So why why do it? You know, Belichick loves to keep the cards close to the vest. But I'd be shocked if the Packers are game planning for anybody other than Brian Hoyer, the backup quarterback at this point. Um, That being said, if Mac Jones miraculously is able to play, he's kind of playing on one leg against a pass rush that I would not want to be playing on one leg against. So, um, you know, I don't, I just, either way, I think it plays into the Packers hands a little bit, but at the end of the day, I don't know how Mac Jones is able to go this week um, at Lambeau. I just don't think it's realistic. You might hear this all the way up to game time. He might not, he may even travel with the team and make it look like, Hey, he might be playing. I don't think Mac Jones is playing. I think we're getting Brian Hoyer, the long-term veteran quarterback, um, this week against the Packers. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, Dane, any other injuries from either side that you wanted to touch on? Wait, so let me look. I'm looking right now. I mean, a lot of the Packers, fortunately, have been pretty healthy. Mercedes Lewis, you know, did, did not practice, but that's a classic veteran um, day off. Um, one one guy that I am looking at as well, actually a couple guys over in New England side, um, Lawrence Guy, their defensive lineman, he's had a shoulder injury. He did not practice the last couple days. That could impact their, their um, um, run defense a little bit and then the other one he did not play last week was Kyle Duggar their safety and um, with him not in last week we saw the um, Ravens um, pretty much exploit the safeties for the Patriots an awful lot and kind of pick on his replacement. So if Duggar were not to go again this week, would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers uh, follows that game plan from what Baltimore did. So just kind of keep an eye on Duggar. But at this point, limited participant two days in a row. I'm guessing he's going to play. Um, and he, he's a he's a big 
um, addition, I think, to this defense. Not a household name, but a guy who kind of just gets it done. So New England would get a benefit if Duggar's able to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dane, should we transition then into key matchups? Why don't we start uh, on the offensive side of the ball this week? And uh, this is certainly a game that, just like, again, any other game, uh, the Packers would like to get the running game going. Uh, if I'm the Patriots, on the flip side, uh, I would, you know, Coach Belichick, his scheme is always to try to take something away. And I wouldn't be surprised if he keys on the running game. And, and as crazy as that is to say with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, um, if he looks at this and says, honestly, if we can shut down the running game like the Bucks were able to do in the second half uh, of last week's game, then I don't know if this wide receiver group will be able to do enough to, to, to get in sync. So uh, maybe that's his lesser of two evils and he wants and he's going to try to make Aaron Rodgers uh, beat them in the vertical passing game Um, so that's not something that normally you would think would happen uh, with defenses that are facing the Packers but that might become a little bit of a theme uh, this season so Dane do you agree with me do you think the Patriots will really be keying on the run uh, defense or or if you're the Patriots would you be attacking this Packers offense in in a little bit of a different fashion I think that's a great point, and I think that you're right. They're going to try to take away the run. The problem for the Patriots' defense, especially over the last few years, Wags, is that the reality is they just ain't the Patriots from a few years ago defensively. And top-level quarterbacks, uh, elite-level quarterbacks, and you can go back and look over the last five or so years, have torched this Patriots defense um, pretty significantly. Um, just kind of looking at some of the stats from the last couple years. And um, I just, you know what, the Packers wide receiver group, is, while inexperienced, can still do some damage, I think. And, and and you know, it's going to be a bit of a pick your poison because I think the Patriots might be a little bit better against the run, but they're going to want to take away the strength, right? So then that leaves Aaron Rodgers against maybe the Patriots' weakness defensively. Um, I just think that the matchups for the Pats is going to be a little bit challenging this week, but I do think they're going to try to take away Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough sledding. Um, they've had a bit of a good pass rush, but I think the, the defensive backs, you know, I mentioned Kyle Duggar, but they have like what, Jabril, Prep, Jabril Peppers is back there, Adrian Phillips, uh, Devin McCourty. They've got some guys who individually have played a lot of football in this league, but I think collectively have a penchant for getting burned at times. So, um, yes, Try to take away the run if you're the Patriots, but uh, at your own peril potentially, because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to zero in on some guys he can pick on in this uh, or this uh, New England secondary. Yeah, and it's early, uh, but for whatever it's worth, the Patriots' run defense has not been all that good uh, yes. through three weeks. They're in the bottom ten in the league. They're not the worst, but they're they're not necessarily the Pats' run defense or the Pats' defense. To your point, right. that uh, I think a lot of people are used to seeing. So um, it's going to be incumbent, I think, on on the Packers. They're gonna they're definitely gonna want to try to be physical and establish a run. Uh, they didn't give up on it last week, even though they weren't terribly efficient mm-hmm. with it. So um, I don't think it's going to affect the Packers game plan at all. Certainly if they're having success on the ground, uh, that's going to make their lives a lot easier. Uh, but um, I, I, I think it's interesting um, what, what choices 
uh, Coach Belichick and this Patriots coaching staff will have in trying to limit what the Packers offense is going to do. Uh, and clearly, um, they want to get Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon the ball. Um, that's the recipe mm-hmm. for success. Um We've already figured out it's not a good recipe if Aaron Jones is getting less than 10 touches. Um, A.J. Dillon, we need him to get the rock, wear down that defense. And I think we're going to see more and more of that as we move forward. Dean, just looking at the offensive line specifically, I I think it's going to be interesting to see. We mentioned this might be another rotation week for David Bakhtiari and and Yash Nyman. It may not be. Um, I suspect it probably will. Uh, And... Coach Stenovich, uh, offensive coordinator for the Packers, in his press conference, uh, kind of called out Royce Newman and said, you know, look, we think he's really talented. Uh, mm-hmm. We want him to be more physical and more consistent. Um, so I, I ask you, is that a little bit of a, this might be your last opportunity to, to be starting if you don't go out there and perform on Sunday because the plan might be once this rotation on the left tackle? Is done that Yash Nyman kicks over to right tackle and um, and we see um, uh, and we see uh, Elton Jenkins move inside and most likely Rice Newman is the odd man out in that in that uh, in that scenario. So um, Dane, I, I think that indicates to me <laughs> that this is one more week of Rice Newman, um, but he's going to have to really perform to hang on to his job. And I'm here for it. Um, no offense to Royce. I like Royce. I think he's a good football player. But Yash Nyman should be out there if we're talking about the five best players available. We tweeted that out on our social media this week. I mean, I, we talked about it on our podcast last week. I mean, Yash at right tackle, Bach at, at left tackle, Elton Jenkins kicked inside with, with Runyon and Myers at center is a ridiculous starting five in the National Football League. Um, and and that's, that's not a slight on Royce Newman. It's just, you know, who does he replace there <laughs> out of those five? I think that Royce has a place in the NFL, and he, I think, long-term is a starter for the Packers, uh, believe it or not. But for this year, in this moment, let's go with this five, and let's try to get the five best guys on the field. And I think you're right. Royce is going to play this week. I think the Packers are going to continue to do the rotation at left tackle this week. But long-term, knock on wood, I'd like to see maybe that change made just to solidify the offensive line even that more much more for the Packers uh you know um kind of the meaty part of the schedule as we get into the harder part and against division opponents sure absolutely Dane what are some other things that you think this Packers offense will do is is, is there anything that they you think they might evolve with this week that uh, a new wrinkle that we haven't seen as much of so far on this season or do you think this is really going to be another week where they just try to establish the run um, get some guys involved in the pass game and and really just impose your will yeah I I really do Wags I don't think the Packers are going to get all that cute against Belichick to be honest I think that Belichick is a very smart coach but uh, LaFleur and company understands that they've got a I think a better football team um, just top to bottom, the roster is much more strong in Green Bay right now. I look at what what um, New England has done in their first three games. It's a small sample size, but week one, they're only only able to put up seven points offensively. They gave up twenty. Um, the following week, uh, you know, defensively again kept a little lower, fourteen points. But you know, and they won that game seventeen to fourteen against really not a very good. Um, um, Pittsburgh Steeler offense. Uh, Mitch Trubisky led Pittsburgh Steeler offense is their victory. And then last week got smoked by Baltimore Ravens 37 to 26. So um, I think this week going in, Wags, 
Packers, I don't think, are going to be doing too many wrinkles. We're going to still see more tight end. I wouldn't be surprised, Wags, if, if uh, Tunyon continues to get worked in offensively. Uh, somebody that last week we saw him get a lot of catches, not a lot of yards. But don't be surprised. I think that he's a better athlete at tight end than some of the linebackers in New England. I don't know if the matchup is really going to play into New England's favor there. And then um, you said it, run the ball. The Packers were stubborn last week trying to run the ball with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And while it wasn't successful, at least they kept at it. And I like that. For you know, I think that you need to continue to do that. So um, going into this week, I think the lanes are going to be a little bit better. I like our offensive line matchup against this, uh, this defense, New England. England has. Um, so I think we just go full steam ahead. We try to overpower them, keep it simple and beat the Patriots up front. Yep. Uh, I, I agree. I, I think in a way you do want to keep it simple because we've been shooting ourselves in the foot offensively uh, in a few different situations through every game this season. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's try to build consistency. And I don't think adding to what they're doing is necessarily going to help with that. I think we just need to uh, perform and execute at a higher level with the things that we do well. And, and quite honestly, you know, you're right. The talent is there to be able to uh, get the job done. I, I don't think this Patriots defense is, is still solid. I, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're not a terrible defense. Um, so I, I think they're going to win some of these battles. And um, so I don't expect this to be a game that the Packers go offense breaks out and, and scores 40. Uh, right. and it's just not probably a realistic expectation um, unless – the defense creates a bunch of turnovers and short field and, and things get uh, lopsided. But um, what I would like to see Dane is I, I honestly would like to see a little bit more of a breakout game from Aaron Jones. I, I think he's performed well so far and the touches that he's had been extremely efficient. Um, I said it last week, wouldn't have minded if they would have leaned on him a bit more and kind of, went with a hot hand, yeah. uh, so to say. And and so I think this is a really good week to see if we can feature Aaron Jones. I wouldn't mind seeing him top 20 touches. I, I know you want to keep him uh, – you don't want to overwork him early in the season, uh, but I, I really feel like Aaron Jones is that explosive guy uh, that could, could really just open things up for this offense. Um, and I like him as a mismatch this week against the Patriots defense as well. Yeah, and you've got to think that he's going to be heavily targeted in the pass game this week, right? I thought that last week a little low on the targets. I think this week in the pass game, he can tear up some of these linebackers that New England has. They're, I think that, you know, collectively, they're a team unit, New England Patriots, right? That's kind of what they've done over the years. But I just, I, I look at the I look at the linebackers for New England. I look at like a uh, Jawan Bentley and a Matthew Judon, like uh, Mac Wilson Sr. Wags, these guys ain't keeping up with Aaron Jones out of the backfield. They're just not. And I think that that's where Packers get their bread and butter, to your point, offensively. It feels like an Aaron Jones week where he can just torch a defense and maybe have some big chunk plays for this offense. Yep, absolutely. So, Dane, any other keys offensively against this Patriots defense that you think is important to touch on? I just like to see Romeo Dobbs um, continue to build off of a really strong last week. It's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Lazard, you know, Alan Lazard, he's kind of a touchdown machine. He's become a red zone target. I think I was reading today that um, he has uh, 
touchdown in 10 of his last 12 games or something like that. Like, dude catches touchdowns. He Aaron loves finding him in the red zone. Um, but, you know, as a field-stretching threat, uh, down to down, I'd really like to see Romeo Dobbs continue. He's a guy that last week we highlighted um, every week so far in his NFL career, he has at least a 120-plus yard play for this offense. I'd like to see that continue this week. I think Aaron Rodgers is taking notice of that. So, Wags, what I don't want to see is kind of a, a quote-unquote letdown game from Romeo where, you know, he has one or two catches and kind of disappears. I'd like to see the Packers continue to mix him in, and I'd like to see him get that opportunity because I think that he can really be a contributor down the stretch for this team. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. And um, there's no reason to try to put any limitations on what no. he can do based on performance that he gave last week. I, I think uh, let's let's build on that and, and not to put extra pressure on him because I certainly don't expect him to go out and get 10 receptions every week from here on forward. But um, are there some different things that he can do to contribute out there on Sundays? It, it It's... To your point, it would be nice to see if they can utilize him um, as run a post route, run a seam route. Let's yes. see what see what he can do to perhaps win some of those uh, matchups. And yes. so it, it, that could be a way that he can contribute to this offense as well. So, um, Dane, I think let's take a, a break here and hear from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And, of course, right now with uh, football season in full swing, we're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Legs, if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. That's right. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Dane, then transitioning now over to the Packers defense against this Patriots offense. If they're without Mac Jones, you know, where where do you even start if you're New England? I'm just curious. What's... What are you going to try to do to gain any traction um, with this offense this week? I don't know what they do. Uh, I, just point blank. This Packers defense is rolling right now after coming off of last week. Wind is in their sails. They played really good football. Um, this is a swagger type game for this Packers defense. I think this is one of those um, attitude games for Packers defense. This is where they can start to put their name on it, so to speak, and, and win one at home and, and and show folks you know what's going on in Green Bay and what they're building defensively. Um, it's one of those games, even if Mac Jones plays, but if Mac Jones doesn't play Wags, this could be extremely tough sledding for Brian Hoyer 
and company. I just, I don't know if the New England offense has the weapons um, to, to really put up. I said it already. I think they scored seven points the first week, 17 points the second week, 26 the third week, but not necessarily against the best defenses in the league. I think this Packer defense is going to be opportunistic. I think they're going to be swarming and the strategy is going to be very simple. Absolutely overwhelm the quarterback. If it's Mac Jones on one leg, overwhelm Mac Jones. If it's Brian Hoyer, overwhelm Brian Hoyer. I think that that's what they're looking to do. Print your ears back, hit the quarterback, make them uncomfortable. You're going to win the football game. Yeah, I, well, I agree with everything you said. Um, I'm going to answer my own question, and I'm, yeah. I'm you're going to see a lot of Damian Harris and Ramondi Stevenson. And Honestly, if I'm the Patriots, I'm going to try to just make this as low of possession game as possible. Um, give the Packers offense the fewest number of opportunities possible. Just try to run the clock and hope that, you know, if they can take advantage of a, a mistake or two and, and stay in the ball game and just all of a sudden it's fourth quarter and it's a three point game. Uh, that's what I would try to do if I'm the Patriots. And quite frankly, <laughs> it's easier said than done, but mm -hmm. we've seen that strategy work at times, um, especially for whatever reason uh, in home games in the past against teams that are, are should be on paper a little bit overmatched against the Packers. Um, and it just keeps that the Packers offense out of a flow and out of a rhythm. So if I'm the Patriots, regardless of who's at quarterback, I'm not going to put the game in their hands. Um, I'm going to uh, be just fine handing the ball off, get three, four yards of play, get a few first downs when you can get them, see if you can get field goals, see if you can get take advantage of, of a, a, a downfield pass or two, uh, take a few shots and see what happens. Uh, but outside of that, uh, just try to keep this uh, a ball control game, a field possession game, and just hope that your defense can keep it close. So um, – it's not an exciting strategy, but it's one that I fully expect uh, the Patriots to try to deploy uh, against the Packers on Sunday. So, um, Dane, the question is, as you so eloquently put it, with the way that this Packers defense is rolling, uh, does is there anything in particular that Coach Barry can do to counter that so that uh, they're able to just take advantage of the talent disparity mm -hmm. that they have um, and and really try to continue to shut down opposing offenses, and in this case, uh, New England's offense this week. Yeah, no, I you know I I look at it, Wags, and I've got to think that this Packers defense is going to continue to roll out uh, the the two down lineman, four linebacker, five DB look that nickel look that they really have been liking to roll out. I don't care if Jair's in or not. We saw a ton of it with Kayshawn Nixon last week. If it's Nixon again, it's Nixon again. Um, and I think that these two linebackers that the Packers possess in the middle of the defense allow for them to do that no matter really what offensive uh, formation the Patriots try to roll out. If they're trying to play more of a game, game, um, you know, run the clock kind of game, as you mentioned, and very likely seems like a Belichick strategy to me is keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, right? That seems like something Bill Belichick would love to do as much as possible. Um, but it, with the, the athleticism we've seen from our, our linebackers, and if we can see another performance like we did last week out of our defensive line, uh, holistically, collectively as a defensive line, then I think it's going to be really tough 
going for this Patriots team. I look at Stevenson as probably their X factor in New England. He's a guy who can catch the ball smoothly out of the backfield. He's really dominated the um, the third down possessions and catching the ball. He, they might try to use him as a mismatch, but I think with the two linebackers we have in the inside wags, it's going to be that much harder to go. Um, Kenny Clark has had a masterful year this year, pressuring the quarterback, stopping the run, playing a ton of snaps. But if we can continue to see output that we saw last week from Kenny, from from Reed and from Dean Lowry and TJ Slayton and others along the defensive front, it's just going to be really tough for New England to capitalize or maximize the snaps that they have. And if we're getting New England into second and long, third and long, that's just going to be a recipe for disaster for the New England offense. And I think that's what the Packers are going to look to do is really enforce their will, enforce their two down linemen, win at the point of attack, keep their linebackers out there. It gives the Packers an opportunity to play the the run extremely well, but also drop into coverage with Walker and with uh, Devondre Campbell. So look for the Packers to do that. It's their best guys out there. It's their most athletic guys out there. They're stout enough to stop the run, but they can also drop into coverage. Yeah, should we talk just briefly uh, about this pass receiving core? It's uh, yeah. three weeks in a row of Packers defense. It's not exactly facing a murderer's row of, of receivers. <laughs> um, they've got some speed guys. Uh, you, you, you know, you look at yeah. Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, um, you know, not household names or, you know, certainly not going to be top end receivers, but uh, can can beat you if you're not. You know, staying in, you know, staying in front of them. So, um, I ask you: Is there, you know, is there going to be situations where Packers may want to uh, try to, you know, uh, focus more on the pass game, knowing that this Patriots team probably isn't going to be super efficient. They're not going to beat you in the red zone more than likely. Um, And it's going to be tough for them to maintain consistency all the way down the football field. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what, what coach Barry uh, draws up for a game plan this week, Mm -hmm. but you're so right that the defensive line needs to, uh, build on what they did last week and uh, let's go and, and see if they can c- continue to put up that type of level of performance because if they do that I, i'm not giving the patriots offense much of a chance to, to to put up points this week um dane one other thing i want to talk about is uh, turnovers uh, so we forced a couple last week um fumble recovery specifically. And that's that's how we've gotten our turnovers this year, aside from one Jair Alexander interception. Uh, you can't really predict turnovers. I, I, right. I do understand that. But could this be a week where if we're able to turn the Patriots over, things could get a little bit ugly in the Packers' favor? Yes. <laughs> yes. Short answer is yes. I, I think that that's absolutely accurate. Last week, uh, Aguilar had a really good second half for New England, but then in in an important moment, put the ball on the ground. And, you know, this is a team, uh, I've seen Devontae Parker do so as well. Good football player. He's he's a guy who, you know, catches the ball. He's a big play receiver at times in his career, but also I've seen him put the ball on the ground back when he was in Miami. So this is a a defense that I think is going to look to be opportunistic against an inferior opponent. Um, And it goes back to the, the quarterback as well, right? I think that this is a week where, the defense should be able to completely outmatch whoever the quarterback is back there for New England. But if we're talking Brian Hoyer, uh, I just don't see a scenario. I think the DBs are, are daring 
Brian Hoyer to test them. I think that, that you know what I mean? It's one of those weeks where um, we're going to get a rush. Uh, and I think the Patriots, um, probably the strongest point of their offense so far this year in their young season has been their offensive line. They've done a solid job overall of keeping the, 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 the pocket clean for the quarterback um, with a couple exceptions. But that being said, when you have a guy um, that's, that's as, you know, he's experienced but hasn't gotten a lot of game experience in a heck of a long time back there, I just don't think that he's He's going to be able to make all the throws that even a Mac Jones is able to do. And and this Wags is where these DBs are going to be opportunistic. You know Razul Douglas and Stokes are like licking their chops wanting to step in front of a, a crossing route. You just know that that's what they're looking to do. And if we can get a little bit of a pass rush going to make the quarterback uncomfortable on top of it, um, yeah, I think this defense could feast this week. Yeah, for sure. I, I will say, and this isn't me being overly worried about this matchup, but <laughs> yeah. how many times over the years have we seen, you know, journeyman backup quarterback come into Lambeau and, you know, give us fits for three quarters and it's, we're pulling our hair out wondering why are we not able to, you know, pull away from this uh, lesser talent team. So, you know, I don't expect that to happen. I'd be disappointed if it did, but uh, certainly, you know, these guys have talent. They're in the NFL for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, with lack of tape or recent tape on Brian Hoyer, um, I think we'll have to be ready. You know, you have to make sure that you respect the opponent. And, um, you know, he, 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 he had, he showed some, some promise earlier in his career. So he's got the ability Dane, but to your point, um, when the ch- when the chips are down, I, I really don't think that this is a, a matchup the Packers should uh, struggle too much with uh, on Sunday. Um, yeah, Dane. Anything I mean, Brian Hoyer is. I mean, Brian Hoyer is the same age as we are, Wags. So you know, it, it, the the early part of his career is quite some time ago. So is so is Aaron Rodgers. So I, I guess and <laughs> Tom Brady's older. So I, I I mean, you're right, but I don't with a quarterback. I don't know how much that matters at this point. Um, Dane, anything else defensively that you want to touch on? I, I think the turnovers are so huge, though, to me. I, and Quay Walker huge. already, stri- yeah. you know, stripping the ball. Um, and that just seems to be something he it. has a knack for. And you look at, like, Razul Douglas. I think he just always has a knack for whether it's an interception or he's in there trying to strip the ball. So we've got guys on this defense that I think that's re- truly a skill. And um, so uh, the way that they do that, I think, is is something that can really force that uh, oppose, opposing team into some of those mistakes. And I, I would like to see us take advantage of that again this week. Yeah. I All right. Too. So, Dane. I would, too. And I, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I think it's time. I, I let's let's get into yeah. discussion on X factors and score predictions here. Um, you stole all the good X factors last week, so I got to tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know what? Fair is fair. I'm glad we're both between the two of us uh, doing pretty well with predicting X factors this season. So I'll, I'll put my ego aside and just congratulate <laughs> the both of us for doing pretty Both well so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, but, and uh, this week, since I was able to go last week, I feel like you should be able to go this week, Wags. All right. I appreciate that. I was just going to do it, but that was, that's so generous of you to offer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Dane, I'm going to start on, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And this was kind of a tricky one for me this week, but I, I, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb because we don't know yeah. for sure if he's going to play. 
But I'm going to say Christian Watson, if he's playing, is going to be my X factor uh, prediction this week. Because I'll tell you what, if he can get out there, I think this could be the week that we see that long uh, vertical pass connection. Uh, and, and Christian Watson could be the guy that's the beneficiary of that uh, from Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know if the protocol should be, I should pick up a backup X factor, but for now, I think I'm just going to stick with Christian um, hope that he's out there on Sunday. And I think this could be a, a week. We saw it with Romeo Dobbs last week as a rookie able to contribute. And mm-hmm. I think he can still have a really good game out there this week, but from an X factor standpoint, I'm going to go with Christian Watson. That's great. That's great. And I hope you're right, man. That's a, it's a great pick, right? Take the young wide out and hopefully he's out there and he's crushing. That's what we want to see. Um, I'm going to go with Bob Tunyon. Robert Tunyon's the guy. I think the Packers are going to mix him in, continue to mix him in. He got a lot of touches last week. Uh, this week, though, those touches turn into more yards and maybe uh, a touchdown. I think his first touchdown of the of the season for Robert Tunyon. Um, so that's why I'm looking at Wags. Let's go with Tunyon. Yeah, absolutely. I like that pick. Um, Dane, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I'm gonna just going to be selfish and go first again. I, I'm going to go with a guy that I've been a little bit critical of uh, in this early season. I think he's going to bounce back this week. Uh, I think he can force turnover, uh, get his hands on the football. I'm going to go with Darnell Savage. I think uh, he can contribute and uh, turn things around a little bit for him. He, as I said in the recap, he hasn't been terrible. I, I just think he can be better. And so um, I think this is a good week to go out there clean up some of the communication issues that have been happening pretty much every week and um, and really just focus on being that ball hawk that we know he can be. And, and in a way, I would just like to see us maybe take a few more chances on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not saying that we need to blow coverages in terms of taking chances, but uh, we've got some ball hawks. Let's let's let them lose. We've there's not really any weaknesses on this defense that I feel like Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage need to be covering up. Um, let Adrian Amos kind of be that safety valve, and let's let's let Darnell Savage you know get loose a little bit and see mm-hmm. if that helps him play at a little bit of a higher level and be more impactful out there on the field. So I'm hoping we can start to see that. And so um, I'm going to go on a li- uh, limb and predict him as a X factor on the defensive side of the ball. Wags, I love that selection. And I also like that, that insight about letting him loose a little bit. I mean, do you, do you think, and, and, and normally we don't do this during this portion, but do you think that maybe we have Darnell Savage? I mean, do you think that they've kind of pulled the reins back on him a little bit and that there's more maybe that he could do on this defense, um, you know, week to week? I do wonder because there's mm-hmm. been times throughout his career that he's had to kind of probably play more conservatively than he yeah. would like to to cover up some of the weaknesses that the defense has had in, in past seasons. And so I, I, I do, you know, say this with some hesitation, given the communication issues, you don't want guys out there freelancing too much. But on the other hand, I think the more that they get in sync and they can, you know, play off of each other and Darnell Savage can get out there and and play with a little bit more, um, flexibility and, and maybe mm. freelance a little bit. I, I, I honestly, um, he's a guy with his speed. He can close on the football. Um, I got a lot of confidence in our corners in coverage, 
And so, you know, I, I just don't think we're going to get beat that often. If you do, tip of the cap. Uh, but um, I'm willing to take my chances, and I think that could be something that would really unlock this defense. You mentioned that with being more aggressive in certain opportunities to blitz guys, um, yeah. be more aggressive in, in letting Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell really get loose. So I, I, I don't think that's exclusive to Darnell Savage, but um, I think across this defense, um, I, I would like to see uh, us continue to stack some of the success that we've had and really get an even more aggressive mindset. Great. Oh, it's such good insight. What's up, uh, John Dorn and Shadid, David? What's up, everybody, on our chat, those listening on our podcast the next day? We've got a live chat um, every Thursday previewing Sunday games at 7.30. So find us on Facebook and, and Twitter and wherever you get it. Um, Dane, Dane, who's yeah. your defensive X Factor? I feel like I just went off on that for a minute. I want to know who you have this week. It's great. Savage is a great choice, Wags. Um, I'm going to go um, way more under the radar, but uh, um, you know, big on to seeing young guys building uh, off of previous weeks. Last week we mentioned after the game, I was I was um, very happy to see JJ Enigbare, the young fifth round pick, getting 20 plus snaps as a pass rusher, out snapping Jonathan Garvin. This week against this Patriots offense, I thought Enigbari was able to play against the run. He played against the pass. I want to see that continue, Wags. I want to see the young pass rusher make an impact play this week against the Patriots. He got enough snaps last week that he could make a real impact. 20-plus snaps uh, as a rusher is nothing to sneeze at. So we're not talking about a guy who's getting five snaps and you're going, oh, you know, he's got to make the most out of five. No, he's playing very real meaningful snaps for this defense last week. If that continues this week, it's because the Packers continue to see something in him. They like what they're seeing so far from a young guy. So I'm going to go out on a limb with JJ just because he's a young guy still working his way into the defense. But if the Packers believe in him, we're going to believe him this week. JJ Inigbari is going to be my X Factor of the week as a pass rusher for this Packers defense. I really like that. And just like last week, we learned something about the Packers cornerbacks with Kayshawn Nixon coming in. And now we feel a lot better about the depth at that position group, uh, that, uh, uh, that outside linebacker position group, the edge guys, we came into it, you know, there was a lot of competition in camp, but there was still a little bit of a question mark behind Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. Right. So um, having JJ come in, you know, have some success, build some confidence could yes. be a real boost because uh, it's sort of a precarious spot that we're in so far, leaning so heavily on Preston and Rashad. So I'd really love if that comes to fruition, Dan, and hopefully that's something that we'll see as a development as we move forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we're looking for a merciless guy, right? We're looking for a guy who he doesn't need to be in world beater pass rushing either, right? If he can play strong against the run and give Preston and or Rashawn a couple snaps off, even in first and second down, it completely changes this defense as we project throughout the entire year. So that's what we're really, really looking for out of him. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, Dane, um, prediction time. Let's uh let's tee this up and yeah. um I, I apologize but we should jump in here because I didn't introduce this X Factor segment uh with ah, Leap yes. Spirits uh, and of course Leap Spirits is um uh, the um 
official um, sponsor of, of uh, Lombardi's Legends. So um, Leaf Vodka has been recognized for excellence by industry experts from coast to coast and was recently awarded Wisconsin Vodka of the Year. Uh, to find Leaf Vodka and Leap and Lemonade in a retail store or restaurant in Wisconsin, visit leafbeers.com and click on Find Leap Vodka. So, Dane, uh, let's just call this the Leap Spirits score predictions yes, of the I week. And um, so I'm going to tee this up. I'm going to let you go first on the score prediction. What do you have for a score prediction for this Sunday? Um, I have 31 to 17 Packers. Um, I think the Packers defense either gets a defensive score or a couple very short fields for uh, the Patriots. I also think that the Packers special teams continues to step up in week four, um, allowing for the Packers to have some short fields. Um, it's going to be a, a tough battle in the first half there, as is the NFL. But I think the second half, the Packers lean and they weigh on the Patriots. I think Aaron Jones early, but late in the game, it's an A.J. Dillon kind of game and the Packers just push the Patriots around. They get gassed up here at Lambeau Field. It's going to be a mid-60 degree day wags it's fall it's lambo it's football season but the packers get some points from their defense and they win this game again 31 17 packers win wow so if they get points from the defense um i think it's going to be a big day like you're Mm -hmm. predicting Um, i'm going to go 23 to 10 Mm. honestly i just don't see how this patriots offense puts up more points than the buccaneers or you know the bears aren't good either uh but I think 10 points is is uh, a kind of a good target for this defense to to put in for another performance. I, I don't want to put unreasonable expectations on them. Uh, but to me, um, this is a solid Pats defense. It's not great. It's not one of their better ones. Um, but uh, it, it's good enough against this Packer offense that hasn't been terribly consistent uh, is, I think, a fair way to put it uh, through the young season uh, that I, I don't see the offense going out and, and putting up 30, 40 points either. So um, I, I think it will be a fairly low-scoring game. I, I think the Packers probably are ahead comfortably pretty much the mm-hmm. whole game, and um, maybe the Patriots uh, score late, and, and that makes this a, a two-score game. But um, I, I, I don't see this being real close, um, but it could be a little bit of a grinded-out, lower-scoring, you know, 23-10 to 10 or, you know um, – it twenty six seven type of of game is is more what I I am expecting this Sunday. Great great predictions. We got predictions in the chat. Looks like a Shadid says not very exciting, but that's all right. <laughs> no, it's good. Shadid on the chats is twenty seven seventeen, so kind of splits us a little bit. I like it. I mean, I I think that Packer fans this week are coming in um, with high expectations uh, and expectations that we're going to win the game and we're going to take care of business. That's what we want to see, right? At the end of the day, I want to see this Packers team in control this week, and I also want to see them when they do deal with adversity. That happens. It seems like in every football game. Packers play I want to see them step up to that challenge and keep playing keep moving forward that that's really important this week yeah I mean I'll tell you what to me like the ceiling is if they score defensively it's like Mm 31-3 that's like the ceiling as I see as a performance and that's not I don't know if it'd be realistic for me to predict that as a score but um (laughs) you know this is a game honestly without especially you know even like you said um, even if Mac Jones plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. This should be a game that the Packers control pretty comfortably. Um, I look at it as a very similar opponent 
to what we faced with the Bears a couple of weeks ago um, from a talent standpoint. So um, I, it shouldn't be a game that we we struggle uh, or let this let this team hang with us for for a full four quarters. Wags, I'll tell you what. If we can, um, if we can beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in back-to-back weeks, I'll feel pretty good about about where we're at. It'll just be enjoyable for me as a as a Packer and as a football fan. Yep, absolutely. So, Dane, I think that wraps it up here for tonight. So, folks, thanks so much for joining us here this evening. Uh, looking forward to Packers Patriots Week Four yes. on Sunday. Until then, be legendary and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will.